The Gospel Shaped Home Podcast is a family discipleship resource from Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina that aims to equip you and your family to be on mission with God to the end of the street and the ends of the earth. Welcome back to another episode of Gospel Shaped Home. Lord willing, if we live and the Lord enables us to do so, uh, we hope to start releasing a second episode each week. You know, we've been reading through Don Whitney's little book, Family Worship, and we're about to dive into Paul Tripp's book, Parenting. But we also hope to each week have have some conversations with folks from Providence about other aspects of family discipleship. And I did want to say this isn't just a parenting podcast. We'll probably talk about parenting a lot, but it's a family discipleship podcast, and it necessarily includes more than just parenting. We talk about we'll talk about things like marriage and hospitality and and ministry in our community and missions, all sorts of things. But today, specifically, we want to talk about the connection between a healthy, gospel-shaped, gospel-empowered marriage and healthy, gospel-shaped parenting. And to do that, I'm joined by Brian and Tabitha Frost. So welcome, guys. Morning, Absolutely. Andy. Yeah. So glad you guys are here. And uh, let me start it out by just asking, how can a healthy marriage be like a greenhouse for raising kids? Yeah. So as you think about that term, you know, what is a greenhouse? It's a controlled environment that allows things of importance to grow and to even flourish where if there was no greenhouse, uh, perhaps in that place or at that time, those things would not be able to grow. And so it, as you think about life, uh, we live in a broken world where there's sin, where there's where there's where there's tremendous selfishness, where there's strife in so many relationships, and so the very hope that we have that our kids can thrive and flourish, and the very hope that we have that our even marriages and families can is we have to have another greenhouse. And as you open up the Bible, what you see is that there is one ultimate greenhouse, and that's the gospel, uh, where God in his love, he created us, and then we sinned against God. And this tidal wave of brokenness swept over the earth, but in his love, he made a promise, and then he made good on his promise to send his son to rescue us, to live without sin. He died on a cross. He was buried. He rose from the dead. And then he says that for everyone who would put their faith in Christ, that he would not only forgive them of their sin, but he would actually bring them into his family, into this amazing greenhouse where his spirit would move within us, where his word would guide us, uh, where other family members would be there to encourage us. And so when you look at the Bible, then this, this gospel is this amazing greenhouse, the only one that allows us personally to live and to, and to love and to flourish on this earth. Well, then God says that he has even made marriage to be the living display of the gospel on the earth so that when you have real people and they look at a man and his wife who love Christ and who have received grace from Christ, and then they give that grace to each other, it allows the marriage in what is a, um, a, a, a very risky place um, in this, a lot of vulnerability, a lot of, lot of, lot of vulnerability to where in the controlled environment though, of the gospel, where we constantly receive more grace than we even need, where, 
where where his grace abounds more and more in our life. Well, that marriage can then thrive. Well, when you place little hearts and little kids into that home, it's the love and it's the grace that a man and his wife gives to each other that actually allows those kids to then grow in an environment that otherwise would be damaging because they're sinful and they are unpredictable and they make mistakes and the parents make a lot of mistakes. And so it's the gospel that is modeled by the marriage that really allows these young kids that are like young plants to grow and to bear fruit and to even flourish. Yeah. Gospel is in a sense the ultimate greenhouse bringing life and fruitfulness from death, beauty from ashes. So Tabitha, how about in your own home and y'all's family, how have you seen your kids flourishing or your parenting shaped by this sort of gospel hope in your marriage and the way uh, your marriage is built around the gospel? Well, for parenting, knowing that I'm parenting with someone who holds God's word as his authority and who tries to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh, uh, is such a blessing. And I think, you know, the kids get to see that close up when they see us um, having disagreements or when they see us parenting in a way that obviously needs God's grace to work in it. And we say, you know, we show them, remind them that that's why we also need Jesus. They see our failures close up, and but they also see what well, you guys have. I know failures. it's it's hard to believe, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've told my boys that's why I need Jesus, and so to you know they get to see it close up as saying I'm not getting it right all the time, but God's grace is sufficient for our needs in marriage, and our and His grace is so sufficient for our needs in in parenting and. Other than giving specific examples, I don't know what else I should say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's a sense in which, you know, uh, because sin is fundamentally antisocial, I don't know if fundamentally is the right word there, it is significantly antisocial, right? It breaks our relationships with God, but also our relationships with other people, and the gospel restores both our relationship with God and our relationships with other people. And so to see the the healing effects, the transforming effects of the gospel— uh, we, in a sense, have to be in a relationship with others, right? You know, we mm-hmm. we love God and we love neighbor. And so for our kids, they, you know, we talk a lot about modeling as a, a tool of disciple making in the home. And our kids need to see our own relationships constantly being renewed, being restored, being repaired by the grace of God and Jesus as we confess sin, as we ask for and extend forgiveness to one another. And That's right. Um, so well, other practical yeah, so, you know, we have three sons, and so that puts five sinners in one house, um, at least for right now. And what we have seen, certainly through the years in our kids, is that they have they've actually, in their unpredictability and failure and sin, they have seen us seek to forgive each other and to forgive them so many times that even at times when we're seeking to correct them, to try in that moment to say, you know, there is truth and there's love. That's why I want to share this with you. We care for you deeply. You have violated this. There is a consequence. And yet in that moment to be able to share with them the gospel that they have seen applied in our lives, what it's done for them is that even though they know now 
more than ever before that they are sinful um, is that it has produced in them a confidence in how they live, that there's nothing that they can do that would separate them from God's love and indeed even from our love because they've seen the gospel, they've seen forgiveness at work over and over and over all the way through their life. And ultimately, you you guys wouldn't have that love to give to them if you weren't receiving that love from From God God. through Christ. And so that's just another way that the gospel is kind of constantly giving shape to and empowering the sort of parenting that that honors God and that really blesses our kids. One quick, you know, just question here. You know, we're talking about marriage as like a greenhouse and the importance of a healthy marriage to healthy parenting. What about kids who are in a home where because of sin, because of brokenness, because of all sorts of circumstances that people find themselves in, there's only one parent, or maybe the parents are just not on the same page. Tabitha, you're talking about you know just that alignment of priorities that you guys have, but there's a lot of homes that where <laughs> there's maybe polar opposite priorities, values, ambitions, or, or just lots of homes where there's only one parent. So are those kids destined to be less fruitful? How does God make up for that in His grace? I think what Brian said to begin with is the gospel is the ultimate greenhouse. And so it's not good parenting that is putting the shelter over those children, although that is essential. And I think that that's God's great plan is to have gospel centered parenting be a strong protection for our children. But when that's not there, I think God fills in the gaps with his church. That's why we have the body that fills in and builds up that reinforces the gospel in those kids' lives that may not have a marriage to look to in their parents they have a body of believers that also shields them with that gospel message and that truth where they have other people pouring in that truth into their lives where the marriage may not necessarily be what they want to look to. That's good. Daniel and I had said something similar, I think, last week, is that family worship is not the gospel. The gospel is the gospel, gospel and healthy marriage is not the gospel. It's a means of God's grace, and it's Mm -hmm. God's design, but even when that is broken and even when sin abounds, God's grace abounds all the more. Amen. So, yeah. Any last words of encouragement uh, from either of you for our parents are thinking about trying to raise their children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, how, why they should think about the gospel constantly empowering and transforming their marriage as well? I guess just two last thoughts. One is certainly for those who call Providence their home would just reiterate the importance of the gospel. It's, it's the only thing powerful enough to save us and to transform our lives. And so to continue Amen to press in, to grow deeper in the gospel. And then the second thing I would say is for those in our church family who are single parents, um, we want you to know that we deeply love you uh, and that we admire you and we respect you and we want to help you. And the, the, the world that's broken and that, that is threatening that may have contributed or that has contributed to you being in the place that you're at, God has supplemented you with the church, and we want to be faithful to help in that process. And so I just want you to know that we love you, admire you, and are so happy that you're seeking to raise your kids to love the Lord. I would say one more thing, and I know we're wrapping it up, but I would say that we're going to fail 
and the church is going to fail, but God and his word never fails. So as parents, I think it's really important to constantly point your kids to the truth of God's word, because that is going to be an anchor for your soul. And that's what's going to help your kids to know the truth when you might not be an accurate display of it. And so keep bringing them back to God's word, I think. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much. And thank you, listener, for joining us. We hope that you've been encouraged. Hope that your hearts are strengthened by God's grace in Jesus. And we hope to see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Shaped Home Podcast, produced by Providence Baptist Church of Raleigh, North Carolina. For more information and resources from Providence, visit us online at pray.org. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts.